Are the day-to-day demands of life getting to you? Do you have trouble looking to the kingdom because of what this world requires? This week, we're talking about what is really worth the investment and what's draining you dry. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There's a battle being waged. It's not flesh, it's not blood, it's spiritual. And we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is the Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. This is season six, Rewired. When you're saved, you're saved for good. But we all experience sanctification differently. The more we grow in our relationship with the Lord, the more he transforms and renews our minds. The more we cut the cords of this world, the more we're charged up in him. This season, we're arming you with discernment of some of culture's most toxic snares. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. Hey. Hi. Ooh, let's get ready to podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've, I've been wanting to do that. It's that new TikTok thing. <laughs> By the way, y'all, I started TikTok. I don't know why, but I'm you do there. Well. I'm on a platform. It's fun. It's fun to engage with people, but that's what I do. It's kind of my little call <laughs> phrase, but no, uh, I'm excited. That is I good. Excited. It is good. If you were, ever were less than excited, I'd say we have to just tap out. No, nah, we can't tap out though. It says finish the race. I know, but we would have to just put it on pause until you were at the very least excited. You've set a bar. I have people that literally say, I'm so excited to hear him say it because that just sets a tone. But I am excited because man, this is not just Michelle and I tonight. You know, we do have a guest and you know, tonight's topic, right? The real estate. Now think about that Mm -hmm. in Kobe Bryant's house and that's not Michael Jordan's house. That's not like, not even your house, right? It's not even (laughs) my house. It's the real estate. But what's cool about this is there's some connections there that I think will be, that'll be awesome. And and the person is just full of God and full of love. But you know, when I was thinking of the real estate, John 14, one through three, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, will I come Again, and will I take you to myself that where I am, you may also be, Mm. you know, I think about this. I'm like, where are are our hearts, our thoughts, our expressions? Are we so focused on these earthly blessings and things that we forget our eternal blessings, the victory and our heavenly position? That's a good question. I, I think that it is, it's a big topic. It leads to a lot of places, but we brought in someone that can offer a unique perspective given what they do for a living. So today we are welcoming one of our dear real life friends, someone we knew before we started the Pantry Podcast. Alan Lane has lived and worked in Maryland for all of his life. He graduated from Lancaster, Lancaster, Lancaster. My friend corrected me because she's from Lancaster. From Lancaster Bible College with a degree in business with two decades of combined experience in finance, sales, management, and now real estate. He helps families navigate the complex process of achieving their real estate goals. And he currently has the honor of serving as a lay pastor in his local church where he exercises his passion for discipleship and missions. When he's not working, he spends his time enjoying his bride, daughter, and expectant baby boy. Alan finds great joy in being a husband, father, and above all, a follower of Christ, his Lord and Savior. So it's awesome to have you here. Welcome, Alan. Alan. It's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. I'm excited (laughs) to be here. 
Right, Woo! right. No, I, I it's think, hard not to be. <laughs> right, I, 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 right. I mean, it's like every time I've sat down or been around or even had a conversation with Alan, it's just been edifying. It's been a blessing. So I'm going to start out the real hard question here. Before you sell a house, what do you do? Mm, I appreciate that, brother. Before I sell a house, I pray. <laughs> but, but why is that? Why, why is it that that's where you go? Because at the end of the day, I can have all the human skills and experiences to bring to the table, but I know it's the Lord that's directing my steps. And I want to trust them for the wisdom that I need to serve my clients well. Mm. That's so good. So I think we primed you back when we were talking about this, because this, this season is rewired. It's all about how God rewires us from the way we were built up in culture, wherever we came from, to the truth of his culture, the kingdom culture. Amen. So we were like, come with analogies, Alan, because, <laughs> because those are like what we do and you're in real estate. But when you think about what you do day to day, you're walking people through helping them with their day to day dreams, their goals. Sometimes it's not as happy. They might not be wanting to move. They might not, you know, but you're but you're helping them navigate in a here and now. But you yourself operate in the eternal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about the real estate, what kind of overlaps do you see? When, from what you've learned about real estate mm-hmm. and what you know to be true about the real estate, the kingdom of heaven. Amen. I mean, I appreciate that, sis. And, you know, as I kind of think about it, one of the things that comes to mind is I use the word journey a lot because when my clients are either looking to sell or buy a house, I'm taking them on a journey. And as I'm going on that journey with them, I consider myself to be a guide in the sense of guiding them through the process that they need to understand in order to make an informed decision. And as I think about our walk in life, we're also on a journey. And this here is not our in all be all, it's not our final destination. We're on a journey through life until we reach our final destination in heaven. So as I kind of think about the two and the parallel between the two, I got my clients on a journey to acquiring or selling a property of real estate. And the Lord, by his Holy Spirit, are guiding his children on the journey called life till we reach the destination of heaven. Mm, I like that. Because I mean, that is, that is our final destination. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, as I'm going through the Bible and I'm, I'm looking at things, God made promises that were actually physical to the Israelites. I mean, you know, like the more that they would be with God, the more blessing they would get. Mm-hmm. See, when we came to Christ, we received blessings, right? We received this, look, co-heirs, come on, co-heirs to the kingdom. Yeah. Co-heirs. He's, he's building me a place. I mean, it's like everything is kind of set in motion. Um, yeah. And so when we look at this and, and we look at our walk with God and, you know, your walk with God, I mean, I'm pretty sure that you've seen some things where it's like people think they're going to get a house. They don't get a house, you know, or, you know, it's like you see all of these different aspects. And how do you approach those people? Because I think it's important to understand that you're coming from a Christian perspective and not everyone is always Christian, but you can always show them that that way. So what would be some of the ways that you interact with your with your clients? I mean, it ranges from, to be quite honest, I mean, I was in one circumstance and I was sitting in a potential client's home and evaluating the sale process, giving my whole spiel and presentation. And I ended the time sharing Christ with them and really just honestly, like, and at the point, you know, there's a little nervousness. This is the first time I've met this individual. I'm sitting on his couch and the conversation goes from real estate to sharing the Lord. And while I may be nervous at times and not knowing how it's going to end up at the end of the day, all I can do is just trust the Lord. You know, whether I get this next sale or not, it's greater than that because 
I have to trust the Lord to provide for my family's financial needs. And therefore, I don't allow whether, you know, my next sale comes from my efforts or not, because I know the Lord got us. Now, with that said, it also means that I see these potential clients or current clients in a different light because I'm looking at them. Okay, yes, I can help you sell your home. I can help you buy a next home. But ultimately, by God's grace, I want to help you if you don't already come to know the Lord Jesus Christ in order to seal your new home in heaven, right? Um, some other experiences are where, honestly, it's a trying process, you know, like buying a house is not easy and it comes with emotions all over the place. And as a real estate agent, I wear multiple hats such as counselor and, you know, <laughs> various aspects. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I say that humbly and, and with respect, of course, because I don't disregard that it is an emotional process. So whether we're off, our offer is one of 15 and ours gets beat out or the client has put nine offers on various houses and they still still get beat out, then it's like, okay, managing expectations and doing that with humility, right? There are ways to share Christ directly and there are ways to share Christ indirectly through our actions. Some people might think, okay, well, real estate is my day job. So that's where I won't even breach that subject because there's some jobs where people struggle to see how it could ever be part of a ministry, how they could ever fulfill the great commission there. But I love that you took a profession that I've heard some say is really hard to use to bring the gospel. And you're showing how you've integrated biblical principles and how you're doing things. You're praying before you're showing that light that makes them curious, that makes them want to ask questions. And what you were saying when you first started about how you're trusting God to bring the results. It made me think of a term that y'all know in real estate very well, a co-borrower. And when I read that, I instantly thought of the Kinsman Redeemer. It says, if a buyer is having trouble getting approved for a loan, they can elicit the help of a co-borrower who is normally a friend or family member who's added to the mortgage and guarantees the loan. They're listed on the title. They have ownership interest. They sign the documents and they're obligated to pay if you can't. Amen, amen. I want not to the earthly terminology, but where you're going with it. <laughs> like, yo, one to pray, like praise God. Like we don't have a monthly payment plan. We're obligated to pursue. Mm-hmm. We could never get the loan. We could never secure access to the eternal home without him. And he's like, when, what, what first Peter is it when I'm faithless, he's faithful. Yeah. So when I can't make a payment, right. When I can't, when my faith is just not enough, He's right there to do it. And I was just like, I love how much you've integrated your faith into your profession. I just love it. Amen. Not even just went on a bar on that, but he secured right. that. Like he took it. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, nah, here you go. Payments I, mine. Payments mine. I got this. Mm-hmm. You're covered, man. Let's yeah. move in. Yeah. And man, that is an awesome, like that's awesome what God does in that sense. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, it's he's not even a payment plan. It's paid in right. full. Right, right, Ooh, right, come on. right. We just get to enjoy what's been paid in full without even having to work for it. You know, and when you think about that and you like you take on loans and when you have a co-borrower, the other thing is that co-borrower has to be assessed themselves. Do they have the ability to pay off this mortgage should the primary borrower not be able to do that? And when you assess those different aspects and you relate that to Christ, Christ has, doesn't only have the ability to, but he's already done it. It's signed, sealed and delivered, you know, and that's just so encouraging to me. Ah, oh, see, that's that's that rewired. I know. I'm telling you, that is just that rewiring. And, and let me go back to the Old Testament for a second, because I said that like everything that they did, if they did it for God, they received a blessing. But we have to understand too that they very rarely did it, and He still took care of them. Amen. So see, so see, grace was it was more grace, not merit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is something that goes throughout the whole Bible right. is this grace. Right. And you know what what you do in your day to day job, or what we do in our day to day job, or what the listener is doing in their day to day job, we understand that not everyone's a believer. Mm-hmm. 
But that doesn't mean that we can't walk and talk and, and, and put life words into the atmosphere. I don't have to sit there and talk about saying like, they're not going to understand theological terms up front. Y'all. I'm just like, I'm like, the sanctification of the glorification to the, no, they're not going to get it, but you can be that voice. Right. I mean, like he does in his job, you know, he said it. Isn't that amazing? In a real estate job, he's not just this, this guy who goes and finds houses and puts his clients at the houses, but he mentioned he's a counselor. Right. And see the counseling that's coming from him mm-hmm. is godly counseling, which means it's wise counseling. Mm-hmm. And so people that, might not even believe or believers right. are getting wise counsel from my brother. Right. Which can potentially rewire the way they're thinking before they even have him. And, and that's, and that's my hope. And in your profession, in your career, as you're engaging with clients and colleagues and, you know, so on and so forth, as a Christian, we should stand apart. We should sound different. We should walk different. We should talk different. And that doesn't mean that you have to use preachy words or, you know, biblical theological words, but your character should flow through your conversations and that character should be Christ should be the source of that character. So let's say, for example, I'm handling a deal and it's not going well. Okay. Does my, do I allow my flesh to take over and act unprofessionally or whatever the case might be, or do I bring calmness to the situation and thereby help my client to see it in a different light without having to say preachy words, but just simply the way that I'm carrying myself as a follower of Christ. Man, we could be asleep in the boat. Mm -hmm. i mean that's that is that that is the confidence i would love to be able to achieve in life at some point you know to be able like that's our goal i mean that's all of our goal i think and that's why we try to walk in as many places as we can in christ and that rewiring is because we want to get better (laughs) we want to get better because we're not sitting here telling everyone yeah we got the you know we're we're, i have the answer but that doesn't mean i know how to explain it to you all the time right i have access access to the answer and, and we're growing in our in our in our faith daily because he is being faithful to us as we allow that to, to transpire and work in us. Yeah. You know, until we all, you know, get raptured and recalled back to heaven, um, we are his estate on, mm-hmm. on this earth. You Come know, on. each of us is the estate. And so the way that we conduct ourselves, not to add condemning pressure, but inspiring. Like when we ask ourselves, well, how could I ever be of use to God? Mm-hmm. Well, the more we lean on him, the more we, recite what he says to others, the more we pass that on, the more we are excited to let his light shine through us, the more we're of use to him. We don't necessarily, there's no brand new gimmick we have to come up with. We don't have to stage the stage, the house to look perfect. We can be authentically ourselves in our current moment, but just by wanting to pursue him and continuing to pursue him, we are being a light. Amen the real estate on this earth is one another. We don't have to, when you're eternally minded, it doesn't just mean you're setting your sights on heaven. And until then it's just a lot of ellipses. You're sitting here capable of impacting that eternal kingdom right here, right now. If you guys, uh, I'm sure you probably heard of C.S. Lewis and there's a book he wrote and I believe it's called Mere Christianity. And one of the chapters described us, like when I think of the aspect of us being God's real estate here on earth, I think of this particular quote in his Bible, which just speaks loudly to me. And he goes on to describe how you, um, the Lord starts to work in your life and it's going smooth. It's going easy. And, you know, he's renovating the kitchen here. He's remodeling the bathroom there. And then the next thing you know, he it starts to get painful and, and, and hard. And what ends up happening is God goes on to add an east wing here and a west wing here and a courtyard there. And what you thought was a beautiful cottage that God was building, he was really truly building a mansion, right? Mm. And as I think of our lives, it's like the Lord 
does renovations in our lives. And the Lord has been doing so much renovation in my life, even as I've had to grow through difficult experiences, whether it be personal or real estate or business or professional, we're constantly under renovation. The day God stops renovating, or rather the day we stop allowing the Lord to renovate us and renovate our lives is the day we stop growing as followers of Christ. And I never really thought that I'd be able to say this when I'm going through it. But as I look back through the difficult times the Lord has brought me through, whether it be in real estate or just in life experiences, I must say, like, I'm so grateful for those difficult times because it's the Lord renovating my life and renovating me as a person, as, as his son, and just really encouraged by that. Yeah, we had a sister the other night that said, I mean, yeah. like, without those stones, we wouldn't grow. Now, I'm good with that. Mm. I like it, too. I like to be Torah, renovated, and all that, as long as he doesn't put a pocket door in. <laughs> I, I do. I hate pocket doors. No, don't put uh, th- those little slidey doors that go in the. No, uh-uh. those, those, <laughs> that who invented that? I'm sorry. I'm getting off tap. But who invented those things? Anyways, they should just be like, never mind. That, that's condemning and judgy. But, <laughs> but I, they never work right. It's like, and you always fight them. But no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. I like. I like being. I, I've always been that guy. That's like tear me up, Lord. Right. Like slap me. You know, there's people that have. It's different for everyone. You know, yeah. he corrects people differently. Yeah. Um, I, maybe it's because I'm hard headed and I'm like, okay, that's just what I need. And it takes time. But uh, I like what you were saying that, you know, you, you're, you're looking at this cottage, right? And, and he's like, uh, <laughs> what potential is that? Watch this. Watch me. Right. Watch God. With God more and bigger doesn't mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. It manifests for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not demonizing gold and, and wealth overall doesn't cut it because God's kingdom, the roads are paved with gold Mm -hmm. and you have eternal wealth. So with God, those things are good because they came for the right reasons. But outside of him, when you strip him out of it, it's all for vanity and it's all fleeting. And when I look at us as the real estate of God on earth, as he expands and builds, he's expanding the foundation first and building upon that. Mm -hmm. And often when we get ahead of God, because we want to go ahead and experience the addition without the the spiritual inner work, then what happens is you start building the East wing before he's put the foundation in. And now he will have to tear that down to some, to some degree and put that foundation in for it to actually be built proper. I remember when we started working on this house that we live in right now, it was frustrating because all I wanted to do is get to the paint colors and the, and the carpets and the things that look good that make sitting down more comfortable. And Shay's like, we know, no, we need to actually tear down this wall and it's going to be this big gaping hole for a while while I fix the wood inside. And that's something I have to always check in myself is, am I trying to do it of my own energy and strength? Because my own energy and strength doesn't do the root work that's needed. Mm, That's good. It's, we live in an age of HDTV where everybody is a remodeler and a renovator. And even like when, as a buyer, when we go out to look at a property, one of the things that we have to do is look beyond the cosmetics. Because mm-hmm. if the foundation is not there, if the structure is not solid, it doesn't matter how pretty the house looks. It, it, it's like, I think of the one who builds their house on sand versus the one who builds their house on solid foundation, on solid ground. And the one that's on solid ground will last longer than the one that looks pretty and it's just on sand that shifts away, right? Um, and then as the Lord is doing this work, and Michelle, as you stated, you got to trust the Lord to do the work and do what's needed. And even trusting him with the process you're going through, not only is he building the home for you, but he's also preparing you and maturing you through that process as well in order to steward well the blessings that he has for you. Mm. I like 
Like uh, this, I mean, this is edifying. <laughs> and we're using house analogies. I love it because I do a lot of work in the house. Yeah, it's like it's like the wiring. Okay, well, I'm sorry, I got cut holes in the walls first. Uh, you know, paint ain't going up. Holes got to be cut, and then it's and then it's like two inch plaster because it's like 1945. You're like. Huh? I can't just throw up a sheet of a, a, a sheet of sheetrock. You know, it's like, it, it, but, but those are the things that build you though. They are. Those are the things that like God's pause or God's time or God's the way he directs the path. It's, it's in a way that builds us. It's not to destroy us, to tear us down, to wreck us. Now those things happen. We get torn down. Okay. I mean, it happens like Michelle was saying, the East wing, right? We're talking about selling and buying and, and all these and people getting houses. And, and, and I, and I never want to leave out the person who's sitting there like, well, that's, that, that's not me. Mm-hmm. But see, that's because it's the foundation. Very, very few times in the New Testament does God include such things as long life and material prosperity. Right. Very few times. Um, in fact, New Testament believers are warned against the dangers of laying up earthly treasures. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to be careful of that. But they are, however, promised rich spiritual blessings. See, we have to rewire our minds. Mm-hmm. And understand that the building that's being done is being built up inside of us. I like right. that. You know, we're all a uh, we're all a a, a, a place a, or a part of His a kingdom state, and a yeah. state on on this earth because we're all carrying around the temple. Hello, I mean that is amazing in itself. And because I just don't want people that might hear this sit there and say, "Well, I'll never have anything." But you do. Right. You have so much. Mm-hmm. If you have Christ, you have so much. When things aren't going our way, that's in every aspect of this world, of this life, of everything that's going on. When it's not going our way. It's Yahweh. Mm-hmm. It really is. It has to be. Mm-hmm. I think so often when we're kind of deciding or, or kind of assessing the circumstances that we find ourselves in, we're basing our judgment or our standards on what the world thinks as opposed mm-hmm. to what the Lord thinks and what the Lord has called you to. And you never know how the Lord will use present circumstances to be a future blessing or even use your present circumstances as a testimony for someone else who needs to hear it, whether presently or in the future. Um, And the Lord, we have to remember the Lord's ways is not our ways. And what we perceive to be human wisdom and how to handle a situation or what we think is best in terms of how we're laying our foundation or growing may be completely opposite and sometimes even opposed to what God has for us because the Lord knows best as our creator what is best for us. And we just have to be careful that our hearts are with the Lord and not with man. And it's not we're not we're not focused on just on the earthly things. Yes, be present, be on earth, but it doesn't stop here and think and thinking eternally. We don't we're not responsible for the salvation. We can't save people in the same way the realtor isn't selling their own house every single time. They're they're selling a house um, to someone who needs it. And that's kind of what we're doing. We're offering people access to the real estate of God instead of this rat race in the world where in the world, real estate is all about debt. I mean, think about it, like celebrating, unless you've stewarded your money very well up until this point, oftentimes people are, are struggling with debt in so many ways. I was reading a post someone put about how, why does everyone celebrate things that involve debt, but not like when someone start a business, <laughs> you know, it's like every time we, every time we invest in something that we still owe on, everyone's like, oh, yay, woo, good job. But every time we like invest in something that makes money, they're like, oh, are you sure? And that's always so funny. Um, although you can do real estate that way, you can, you can make money with it. But Um, but in the world, if that's all you've got, then it's always this, it's this money game, this ownership game. And with God, he's like, I've done all of it. I've paid it all off in full. There's no debt involved. You just come. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing is we're offering them this amazing deal where we're not trying to sell them a house. We're trying to give them a house, Mm -hmm. um, because they're walking around homeless Mm -hmm. for eternity's sake. 
um, and mm. we have a home. Mm. You know, if you look, I say some people are so poor, all they have is money. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of impoverished souls that are homeless and fatherless right now that need what we have. It's the belonging. It's the family. You know, you don't own your parents. You just have them. Mm-hmm. When they come to you, they're not just coming for the temporal things. They're getting access to something greater. Whether they know it or not. <laughs> Whether they yeah. know it or not. That's always that's always my favorite part when people don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's good. God is good. All the time. I mean, the greatest equalizer is the father of the fatherless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we can we can look outside our windows and be so discouraged. I mean, you can live in a mansion and look out your window and be so discouraged. You can look outside of a shack and, and the window of a shack and, and be so discouraged. Or we can turn to, to the king. We can turn to our father and just find encouragement in times where maybe it's not so encouraging. Every house on this earth is just a tent and we're just camping. And one day a pack go back home. And the question is, where is home and what will that home look like? And that's the difference between having an eternal godly mindset and having a limited temporal mindset is do you see what you currently have as a tent that Mm. gets rolled up and packed away one day, not to take with you to heaven, but just like dismiss, like it's done. It's role is done. There's some, you have a home to go to, or do you think that that is it? Mm. How much are you investing in a tent that can blow away Mm. versus the house that never fades? Amen. Amen. No, just just based off that, like I'm reminded of Isaiah 65, where God foretells the coming of the new heaven and the new earth. Mm-hmm. And if I can, he reads, it reads, for behold, I create new heavens and new earth and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Like, I mean, if, let me pause right there for a second, right? The former shall not be remembered or come to mind. So when you think about it, be cautious on how much you spend and energy you exert on the, t- on the temporary here on earth because one day will come where it's not even remembered or even come to mind. Right. And God goes on to say, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. And it just talks about, and in, in, in Revelation, John it circles back around to that. And it's just so beautiful when you think about how God describes the permanent home that he's creating for us. So it's just a healthy reminder, at least to me, to be very careful not to put our hopes on the tent that we have here on earth, as Michelle so beautifully described, but really focus on the structure that is permanent and will not fade away or be blown away. Mm, I like that. Amen. I, like that. I was walking out Safeway today. I've got little Kalia with me. And that's a grocery store, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if, if you don't know, depending on where you're at in the right, world. Right, exactly. I was yeah, like, a lot of people might not know Safeway. <laughs> uh, it's a gro- we were at the grocery store today. And I walk out and Kalia's by my side and this guy looks down. He goes, is this your first one? I'm like, yeah, it's my first one. He goes, man, you're covered. Lady. He goes, I have a daughter too. And man, she has like six grandkids. And he's like, that's my legacy. Amen. And I'm like, well, I'm a co-heir to the kingdom. And that's my legacy. <laughs> and, and he looked at me, he goes, Amen. <laughs> you, know, you, you get the feel of who's a believer, not a believer. It's so sometimes. funny how it's we like, code switch too. It's, it's, yeah, we code switch and it's like putting so much emphasis on what's here. Right. Yeah. You know, when I look at the world from a, a father's perspective, I'm like, how am I going to build my child up mm-hmm. to understand what the real estate is? Yeah. You know, so that when she faces the things that go on that we face every day, you know, I, how many years, 49 for me, 
30 for, or how I many, how old am I supposed to 30 for you? Am, 30. I supposed, am I allowed to say it? I'm not. I don't care. All right, cool. 30 for you. <laughs> I, I forget Alan's age, but we've, we've been around for a little while. 38. Yeah. And, we, and we've seen things and, and sometimes the real estate has to be what we focus on. We have to focus on the, on the heavenly things. You know, how do we bring heaven to earth? You know, that my mindset, mm-hmm. our father who art in heaven, how be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is yeah. in heaven. Um, how do we bring that mindset? And that is by bringing the mindset of where we are from and who we belong to now. Mm. So yeah, it's been cool. Thank you so much yeah, for being here. I just absolutely. want to give you an opportunity to let people know that if they want a believer real estate agent in the Maryland area, how can they reach you? Uh, it's been my honor and my privilege to be here with you guys. Thank you so much. And happy to be reached at lanehomes.com. All right. That will be linked in the show notes so that you know exactly how to get to it. So this week's weekly question Dun, 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 which seriously, we really want you guys to supply an answer. You can do that at thepantrypodcast.com or on our social networks. This week's final question. What can you do in five minutes today to focus more on God's kingdom instead of the world? Just think about it. What's something you can do? Go ahead and do it, but also share it so that someone else can be inspired by that same thing. And I'm going to start something new. Alan, what is your answer? There you go. Put me on the spot like that. Pray. Um, I feel that we can never pray too. I feel that we can never pray too much. And honestly, seeking, if I got five minutes to seek my Lord's face, I'm going to take it. Mm, that's that wisdom. That's that wisdom right, right there. Amen. Amen. Remember everybody, don't, don't walk away discouraged. Second Corinthians four sixteen. Therefore we do not lose heart though. Outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Mm, amen. 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 All right. Until next time, everyone. Bye. Bye. Take care, everyone. I'll put all those things like I I I, I finessed it all together. It's all good. That was awesome.